need a blessing from you. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Happy Tuesday. Good evening to you. This is Pastor James Dogger Jr. And I'm excited that you've chosen to come and worship with us. Are y'all ready to go a little bit higher tonight in the spirit? Is your heart open? Is your mind open? Are you ready to worship and lift up the name of Jesus? I hope you are. Let me just officially welcome you into the virtual sanctuary. Listen, I want to know, who do we have in the virtual sanctuary tonight? Where are you guys tuning in from? Let us know where you are located so that we can celebrate you. Thank you. We see you all the way from uh, Christiansburg, Virginia. Thank you for coming through. Th oh, London's in the virtual building. Thank you so much for coming through all the way from London. We got Bermuda. I know Bermuda always is going to come through and represent. Thank you, Bermuda, for coming through. We even got people all the way from Hampton, Virginia. Oh, here it is at Pastor Richard Martin's church, Richard Martin's church is represented. We got somebody from my church, Al Nice. We appreciate you for coming through um, down here in Deerfield Beach. We got people from South Carolina. Look, we are happy that you are here. Let me go ahead and let you guys know. Oh, we got Quebec in the, the building. Thank you guys for coming and worshiping with us. We have none other than Pastor Laurent Grosvenor. We need you to come on in the virtual sanctuary, Chief, because we're excited to see you and hey, worship bye. with you. How you doing? Yeah, I'm great. Good evening, my brother. Good evening, man. We got people from Tennessee. We got folk from Roanoke, Virginia. Look, we got people from all over the the youth, all over the country, not no, just no, the all country, the all over the world. world. Come on, man. I love it. I love it. This is a movement that's just taking place and sweeping from the East Coast to the West Coast, from the Southern Hemisphere to the Northern Hemisphere, from one side of the equator to the other side of the equator. And this is just, this is a crazy revival. You are literally reviving the whole world. And uh, man, this is just an amazing, amazing event, an amazing journey. Well, we're glad that you have joined us tonight because we are in for a treat. We got our boy, Pastor Marquise Johnson, who's going to be preaching the power-packed word of God, and we're looking forward to that. But we also look forward to just spending this time with each other. I want to let you guys know that, look, you have been You've been sending in your resources. You've been sowing seeds of generosity. And I want to just celebrate you because, again, we crossed over that $10,000 mark wow. and God has been good. Um, we have, though, and I want to just share this with you, with you guys at the onset of our, our program tonight. We have a young lady who is struggling 
Um, she's actually located here in Florida, and she is in desperate need of financial assistance during this season of, of crisis in her life. And I would love it if you guys would help me help her by sewing, partnering with us and sending your, your, your resources our way so that we can bless her um, in this time of crisis in her life. Um, if you're willing to just bless her, if you're willing to, to pour into her, let's go ahead and let you know how you can do it. You can go over to the Cash App and you can send your seed by using the money sign, the Q Revival. Again, that's the money sign, the Q Revival. And if you don't have Cash App and you'd rather use PayPal, you can go over there and use PayPal at paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. And then you can go over to our website if you need to, www.theqrevival.com. Again, that's www.theqrevival.com. And listen, all of what you send to us, we will make sure it gets to those who are struggling in financial crisis. Go ahead and screenshot these if you need to screenshot it. And we are going to make sure that those who are struggling can be blessed by your seed that you sent over here and, and, and sown in the QR2 soil. And again, wow. we appreciate you. Pastor Grosvenor, tell the people, man, a little bit what, what's on your heart tonight. Listen, we are we are in such a crazy time. And unfortunately, we have cases going up here in Austin and on my heart, really just the safety of people. Um, I want to encourage everyone to wear masks when you're going out. Your safety is our priority. Um, This 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 revival has been amazing because we've been able literally to access the word of God and great music and great preachers uh, and each other literally from the safety of our own homes. And uh, it's just a crazy time right now in this country. We don't know whether we're going left or whether we're going right. But I am so glad that God is still on the throne. Oh, yeah. Throne here in Austin, just like he's on the throne down there in Deerfield Beach. And, mm-hmm. uh, and God is just so amazing because even in this time when there's so many question marks around mm-hmm. everything, whether it's employment, whether it's around family, whether it's around our loved ones, while there's so many question marks, mm-hmm. God still has the power to turn mm-hmm. our question marks into exclamation points. And yeah. I've been long enough to know that when humanity cooperates with divinity, mm-hmm. I believe that divinity can help humanity throughout their calamity. So whatever calamity you are facing in this season, I'm telling you, God has got you in the palm of his hand. And if you've got the whole world in his hand, that means he got you in his hand too. That's good news. That's good news. Thank you for that reminder. Uh, The same is to be said here in Florida, man. We're seeing a spike in the cases, but we want to encourage you to be safe and take that word that Pastor Grovner just dropped in our spirit and allow it to marinate and push you into a place of, of implementing that wisdom and making sure that you're safe, but also trusting God that he's going to come through. I wonder, do we have our sensei in the virtual building? Because if sensei is here, we want to bring him on in because we oh, there he is. Sensei, good evening. <laughs> How you feeling? We got we, we to gotta make sure your mic is unmuted so we can hear you. Yeah, we want to unmute your mic. Well, I guess I'll hit that mute <laughs> button, unmute button, and we'll get going. How, how are the preachers tonight? Oh, we're great, man. How are, how are you guys? We're great. Okay. How are you? I know. I'm good. I know, Laurent, that you're feeling nice because I heard you preaching already. That sounded good. I heard, I heard you. I heard mm-hmm. you. You had those empty words all together. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, he was. Good he was preaching. He was preaching. Yeah, We're he glad was. that you're here. We're glad that you're here. And of course, man, we we just had a good night. As a matter of fact, we've had a great week. No, we've had a great two. No, three weeks. Wait, 
How God has just been good to us, man. That on yeah. Sunday, this this week, which is the final week of our 28 days of QR2 prophecy edition, we launched with none other than Pastor, whoo, my boy, Pastor Marvin McLean Jr., who Whoa. came and brought a power-packed <laughs> word, y'all. If you didn't know anything Whoa. about Pastor McLean, I bet you know about him now because that man came you know through now. and he brought the word. But then last night, last night, last night. We had none other than Pastor Kimberly uh, Bolgen who came through and she also sw she swung that sword like she knew what she was doing. And we were blessed by that message that came with conviction and power. And Pastor Doggett, Dr. Doggett, Sensei, um, just as we are moving forward in this process, we want to know what's on your heart tonight um, in this moderation moment. Share with us. Well, I just want to join in with Laurent Grosner. I, I just want to tag team with him on what he said tonight. People need to take this seriously. They need yeah. to take this COVID-19 seriously. We can do something about the problem and we need to put on our mask and stop being proud. Take it seriously. I also want to tell people at the same time, you know, we talk a lot about this president. We talk a lot about it. Let's pray that God will hold back the winds of strife, that he doesn't do anything crazier than what he's already done before the election at the end of this year. And by all means, if there is anybody watching this QR2 Prophecy Edition, get out and register. Yes. Register to vote. There is no good reason not to vote. This is some serious stuff. We have a president who says Andrew Jackson is a great man. And he really looks up to him and he wants to protect all of our statues of those traitors who tried to hold on to slaves and, right. and even were willing to leave the United States. You know what? Crazy times. But we need to vote. I guess I guess what you said, Laurent, reminds us that we have something to do with what goes on in this world. We don't just have to lay back and take it. Sure. We don't have to walk around unprotected from COVID-19. Do the reasonable thing. And we don't have to be helpless in the face of a president like this guy who's in there now. Right. Vote. So if you've not registered, there's still time. Get her done. Now, Dr. Doug, what's crazy is that when, when we were growing up, uh, growing up in church, we were told not to vote. And, uh, you know, we were told to vote for Jesus because Jesus voted for you. And yeah. uh, and we, we have seen the effects of of, of the, a con this conservative level of of religion that has said, don't vote. You can't do anything about what's going on. Don't march. Don't do anything. Uh, can, can you speak a word real quick to those that, that, that have that uh, ideological framework? I, you know, I, I find it hard to really have a logical conversation with people who take that position. Mm -hmm. You live in the United States. You put money in. It's called taxes. And for some reason, you don't want to have anything to say about who is making policy, that makes zero sense at all. I think there are just a lot of people who are lazy, some who are ignorant. You'd be surprised at the number of people who don't know how to register. right? And they have no idea what the process is even like. So I don't even know if I can get into an intellectual conversation with people who think it's unchristian to vote. Let me just throw some Ellen White in. Maybe that'll help somebody who might be super conservative. Ellen White said that we have to do everything we can do to hold back the winds of strife. We've got to be engaged in the process. So at the end of the day, 
you can you can connect the spreading of the gospel with who gets in office. If they shut down our liberties, then we're going to be limited in our ability to preach the gospel. If you don't care about policemen beating you up, you don't care about the policies that have us under the foot of the majority, under the feet of the majority. If you don't care about any of that and you just care about spreading the gospel, then we've got to care. And by the way, the Bible has story after story of prophets walking in and waving their fingers underneath the nose of the king saying, look, stop doing this. And we got to follow the example of the prophets of old. And we've got to speak truth to power. And we've got to do it boldly, unhesitantly. And we've got to vote this man out of office. I don't mind saying it directly. We He's got... I think Doug was saying he's got to go. I'm going to finish his yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he was saying. And I like the way that he comes straight at it because we don't need to shirk around our responsibility, y'all, to do what we need to do to see this movement move forward, y'all. Let's push this thing and let's engage and let's vote. Can I encourage you guys, because we're about to go into a season of prayer right here, but I have, I have a specific request that I'm going to ask that you would join me in praying about. So one of my boys, one of my friends, his name is Demi. Uh, we went to Oakwood University together. Um, he now is fighting for his life. He was over this past weekend in a very uh, serious car accident. And we're going to pray that God would be with him, that God would provide for him the healing that we all want to see him experience. And we're going to claim some of the promises that are found in God's word. Psalm 107 says that God knows how to send healing with his word. So we're going to pray that God would do that and that we would see his situation turn around. Again, his name is Demi. Can you please pray for Demi? We're going to do that tonight. We're going to pray. Um, and I'm going to lead us in prayer, if you don't mind, after which Pastor Grovner is going to introduce our speaker. And then we'll have our song of preparation. And then we'll hear our preacher preach tonight. But let's go ahead and go to God in prayer. Unite your faith with, with mine, if you don't mind, and let us pray. Father in heaven, we come to you right now, recognizing you as the CEO of life. You are the boss. You're the one who calls the shots. And we ask that with your sovereignty, with your omnipotence, that you would move right now in every home, in every vehicle, wherever we are viewing this broadcast. I pray that you would please go where we are and move mightily in our lives. Remind us that you are a God who has unfailing love toward us. And Lord, we're praying with specificity tonight that you would please be with Demi. He is now fighting for his life, Lord. We want to see his situation turn around. We pray that you would confound the doctors. May they scratch their heads trying to figure out why or how uh, he's experiencing the, the amazing healing that you're going to send his way. But Lord, we promise that we'll point to heaven. We promise that we'll say that you did it. We'll give you the praise, honor, and the glory. I pray for every other person who is struggling in the place of sickness. We ask, Lord, that you would send, according to Psalm 107, healing with your word. We also pray, Lord, that you'll be with the C family during this time of loss and bereavement. We need you to send the Holy Spirit, the comforter you promised to send in times like these. We also ask, Lord, that his legacy would continue to live on in us, all of us who had the ability to be under his tutelage and to learn from him. We pray, Lord, that we would make 
him proud and that we would make you proud by doing what you called us to do in this season. May we not sit on our hands during this movement. I pray that you would engage us, that we go out there, we vote, we do what we need to do, Lord, to be found faithful until you come. And tonight we pray that the preacher, as you positioned him to declare your word with power, that he would come with conviction of your spirit, that our hearts and minds being open would be ready to receive what you are prepared to give. We say thank you. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray this prayer in faith. Amen and amen. Pastor Grovner, who do we have tonight? Well, tonight we have a wonderful man of God coming to share with us tonight, all the way from California. I met this man of God several years ago on the campus of Oakwood University, and we became, at that time, we were just um, acquaintances and later on, uh, as we finished Oakwood, we became closer friends, became becoming the best of friends. What a man of God he is. He has pastored in Maryland. He's pastored in Pennsylvania. And currently he is the evangelism director for over 150 churches uh, right there in the southeastern part of California. He is married um, uh, to a beautiful, beautiful woman, Rhonda. Um, God has blessed their union. He's just such an amazing man of God. What I like about him is that he will tell you the truth to your face. He and everyone talk behind your back. He's just going to tell you. He's going to keep it real, keep it 100. Uh, he came to preach at my church uh, in September, and they almost threw me out and declared him the pastor. So I had to put him back on a plane real quick uh, because my church was about to forget about me. Uh, but I love him as a brother. He's one of, my, one of my dearest friends in the entire world, a confidant. And I'm excited tonight for what Pastor Marquis Johns is going to bring. Uh, a fun fact about him, if, if, if you know anything about uh, computer games and if, if you've ever heard about the, the um there's a game called Knockout Kings. Uh, many, many years ago, so many of us were playing Knockout Kings. This pastor, Marquis Jones, before he was a pastor, he was a musician. He was, in fact, a pretty well-known rap artist. And he wrote the music. He, he is credited for writing the whole music for that game, Knockout Kings. If you don't believe me, go do your research. But the Lord has taken him from that area of life and brought him into gospel ministry. And tonight, my dear brother, Pastor Marquis Dante Jones is coming to share with us out of the word of God. And so buckle your seatbelts and get ready because we are about to go on an amazing journey that digs us into the depths of what the Bible has to say. I just want you to forget about everything else and just lift your hands. Will you worship him with me tonight? Come on, let's worship him. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to open your mouth to speak of his goodness. All the worshipers, join me. Join me tonight. My hands are lifted up. My heart is ready. Sing from you a blessing from you.
All right, family, we're about to hear the word of God, but I'm not going to let this preacher come into the virtual sanctuary yet because I need for you to press that share button. Oh, yeah, you heard me. Listen, the fire of God's spirit is about to fall like never before. And I need to make sure that your friends, your family, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin, your brother, your sister, that everybody receives this message. Do not leave anybody out. So go ahead and press that share button. Press that share button. Share this stream. This preacher, I'm about to let him in. I'm about to let him in, y'all. But before I let him in, he's getting ready. He's getting I can see him. He's on to the, he's on the, he's behind the scenes and he's prepared to preach. But y'all, I'm not going to release this man of God until you press that share button. Share this stream. If you're on YouTube, share it. If you're on Facebook, 
Facebook, share it. Wherever you are, share it. Because right now we're about to invite our brother, the pastor, the speaker of the hour, none other than Pastor Marquise Johns into the virtual sanctuary. Pastor Johns, are you ready to preach the word of God tonight? Well, 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 well. if you'll allow me, I, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I mean, you you have some some good preachers coming up before me, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to run my leg of the race. But but, but thank you. Thank you, Doc. Uh, I, I first, you're here. I, I first and foremost want to celebrate again the vision as well as the visionary, bro. This is this is just an amazing testament to something that God said to us through His Son Jesus Christ in the Book of John. That greater works will we be able to accomplish uh, because of things like technology. And so I, I want to applaud both the vision and the visionary. And then I am honored, I am pleased as punch to have my sensei uh, 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 sitting with us today. And and I'm hoping that once I'm done, I'll get a passing grade. Uh, like we when we were back in homiletics class and we had to to anything practical or you weren't exegetical or you was an expository so i, I want to thank both uh you doc doggett and um jd and then for my brother man uh Pastor Laurent Grover, as he shared with you, that is my closest friend in ministry. We have laughed together. We have cried together. We have prayed together. The Lord has just forged our friendship over these several years to where when I'm struggling, you know, that's one of the first persons I called. As a matter of fact, in order to prepare for this message, I had to call up my brother and just say, look, man, I'm struggling to get over the hump. But uh, he was like, listen, man, you are you, so be you. And that's what we're going to do tonight. And for those of you who have allowed, you know, your Bible or whatever version of the word of God you use in order to study the word of God to accompany you on this evening, allow me to lift from your consideration from the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, ju just two verses that will inform our time together here today. Matthew chapter 24, verses 24 and 25. The Bible reads on this wise in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 25, we're turning to the written word, which will prepare us for the preached word and will by God's grace, honor and exalt the living word. Matthew chapter 24, verses 24 and 25. The Bible says this, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And verse, verse 25, just for added for an extra punch, Jesus says, behold, I have told you before. Behold, I have told you before. Now, everyone that has come before me has made mention of what took place on May 31st. Well, it was on May 31st in the midst of this global pandemic called the coronavirus that George Floyd was publicly executed by former Minneapolis police officer Derek Shaven with the assistance of three other officers fed up with constables and the courts that cleared them of their crimes they commit, black, brown, and yes, even white demonstrators took to the streets to demand the end of police brutality and systemic racism. However, 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 listen to me, imposters, ah, imposters attempting to impede the movement's momentum through vandalism, violence, and violations were present for Black Lives Matter marches. They were dressed in Black Lives Matter attire. They were shouting the Black Lives Matter chants, passing themselves off. Watch this 
passing themselves off as Black Lives Matter allies, all while conducting themselves in a way contrived to create confusion for those at home unable to tell the difference between peaceful protesters and reckless rioters. And can I tell you that there is yet another imposter? Uh, can I tell you there is yet another imposter, our adversary, the devil walking around like a lion? Don't, 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 don't you miss that? Don't you miss that? Don't you miss that? He is walking around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. Paul tells us Satan having transformed into an angel of light is the God of this world, blinding minds with another Jesus, another gospel and another spirit. And, and while he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God in agreement with Paul, the revelator tells us that as early as 313, do not miss this, as early as 313 AD, Satan's throne was set up in the church called Pergamum. And so allow me to echo the words etched in John's first epistle, the Antichrist, here it is, here it is, saints of God, the Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is in the world. What is he doing? He's passing as a Christian ally. He's singing Christian songs. He's dressed in Christian attire and present for Christian meetings in so much as if it were possible, he would deceive the very elect. So, 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 so with the time that is mine and James Doggett Sr. and Jr.'s permission, Allow me to lift with Matthew 24, 24 and 25 as my backdrop a few points and then I'll bid y'all a good night. But first, can we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, help us lest we perish in Jesus name. Amen and amen and amen. Last night, last night, my friend, my friend, Pastor Kim brought us to the conclusion of Revelation chapter 12, which gives way to two beasts. Uh, one, a composite creature emerging from the sea and the second deceptively docile and emerging from the land. The former demonstrates a diaconal dominion in force, in force with militaristic might. Stay with the preacher, I'm going somewhere. He doesn't just go to war with all who are holy. He actually, the Bible says, prevails and in so doing wins the worship of the whole world. As, as a matter of fact, as a Matter of fact, if you look up the song Miriam and the Lady sang to God after crossing the Red Sea, Orville Brissett, in Exodus 15, 11 and 3, you'll find that this has been remixed in Revelation 13, 4, and is being sung to the first beast. But 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 don't get it confused. There are those who chose to skip choir practice, having resisted the draconian rule of the beast, which derives its power, its throne, and great authority from the red dragon of Revelation 12. How you might ask. How, J.D., you might ask, have they withstood? Verse 10 of chapter 13 commends there, watch this, patience and faith, patience and faith in the face of deception. And when deception failed, patience and faith, Austin Humphreys, in the face of violence. And when violence failed, patience and faith in the face of imprisonment. And when imprisonment failed, patience and faith in the face of death. But see, but see, but see, even death failed to conquer the patience and faith of these because they love not their lives, even unto death, assured a crown of life. Is anybody listening to this bald head preacher? If so, 
Why don't you lean in so I can deposit a little something in your spirit? Here it is. Patience and faith form the fearlessness, even in the face of the ultimate fatality. Let me say it one more time for those of you in the cheap seats. Patience and faith form the fruit of fearlessness, even in the face of ultimate fatality. You might want to write that down and text it or tweet it out to somebody. I said, patience and faith form the fruit. Here it is, the fruit of fearlessness, even in the face of the ultimate fatality. And over the last 23 days, Blacks, people of color, and allies have, in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, unflinchingly faced our fears and asked ourselves, what were we afraid of? This confrontation with fear has to some measure granted us power. Power we'll need in the coming months to deal with the second beast of Revelation 13. Oh my God, I feel my help coming on, Doc Doggett. Check this out. This beast, Revelation 13's second beast, is no common charlatan relying on smoke and mirrors to mislead the masses. No, it starts a worldwide revival after raining fire from heaven, not on some isolated mountaintop like Elijah versus the priest of Baal, but upon all the earth in the sight of all humanity. If that wasn't enough, it now preaches the resurrection of its predecessor who made who met an untimely demise at the end of three and a half years and reinstated the religion that revered him did did, did anybody did anybody catch that did, did anybody catch that no 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 doc doc it i know what you taught us sensei but please please let me use revelation chapter 16 verse 13 to help some of the folks at home out notice the bible says and i saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet dig it the lamb like beast completes the trinity of evil entities that parallel the tri-personal Godhead comprised of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And for those who no longer believe in organized religion, I got a word for you. Not only will organized religion believe in you, but this beast takes charge of global currency, capturing hearts by controlling commerce. Why, you may ask, why has he sought to control money? Because the Bible tells us where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so with that being said, I need to show y'all something. I need to show y'all something. Oh my God, this is burning me up. I need to show y'all something. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Wait, 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 wait. But first, but first, but first, JD, can we talk about Jesus? Before I show him this other thing, I need to talk about Jesus. Good God almighty, watch this. I need to talk about how he starts his ministry coming up out of the baptismal waters, how he is the express image of the father, how he ministers for three and a half years, how after three and a half years of ministry, he is crucified, how after being crucified, good God almighty, he is resurrected, how after his resurrection, the spirit comes down uh, from heaven as fire, how the spirit leads the disciples to begin to testify of the goodness of Jesus Christ, how people believe because of the miracles the spirit does through them and how that leads to a worldwide religious revival. Oh, 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 oh. But ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, beloved of God, you might not have carefully noticed what just happened because Revelation chapter 13 shows us that the first beast of Revelation 13 comes up out of the water with the image 
of the red dragon of Revelation chapter 12. The first beast of Revelation 13 blasphemes for three and a half years. And after three and a half years, he is mortally wounded. And after being mortally wounded, it is healed. After it is healed, the second beast causes fire to come down from heaven in the sight of men. How the second beast begins to testify of the power of the first beast and how people believe because of the miracles the second beast did and how that leads to a worldwide religious movement. You didn't catch it. I need to help you out. Everything you've been looking for in an antichrist is already here. You've been looking to Rome. You've been looking to the Middle East. You've been looking over into Russia. You've been looking over into China. You've been looking everywhere trying to find out when will the antichrist raise its ugly head when the Bible tells us he is already here impersonating Jesus. He saw Jesus come up out of the water, so he wanted to come out of the water. He saw Jesus having his father's image, so he wanted to have the beast image. He saw Jesus do something for three and a half years, so he did something for three and a half years. He saw Jesus get crucified, so he took a mortal wound. He saw Jesus get resurrected, so he got resurrected. He saw Jesus' disciples and the spirit pour fire down from heaven, so he watched his beast pour fire down from heaven. He watched Jesus and the Holy Spirit testify of Jesus Christ, so his second beast testifies of his image. He watched Jesus and the spirit perform miracles. Are y'all listening to me? Am I preaching to myself? I need you to understand that what you've been looking for is already here. Yeah, 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 I had to get that out of my spirit. It was it was lodged in there somewhere, JD, and I needed to just get it out because many of us, many of us are looking for deception to come from somewhere else when the deception is all ready here, Doc Doggett. It's been here. It's been here. It's been here. It's been here. But here is what I need to deposit in somebody's spirit on tonight on the QR revival. Watch this. The devil's deceptions from without are dependent upon our first being self-deceived from deep down within. You didn't catch it. Let me say it one more time. The devil's deceptions from without are dependent upon our first being self-deceived from deep down within. You missed it. I need to say it one more time. Here it is. Slowly, the devil's deceptions from without are dependent on our first being self-deceived from deep down within. See, and it's in the text in Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. It says, if it were possible, they shall deceive, the two beasts shall deceive the very elect. This passage, this passage, this passage, Laurent, is, is perfectly positioned to warn us about the potential threat of deception. But we focus so much on the beast without that we aren't watching the other beast. What beast am I talking about? I'm talking about the beast that also wages war and often wins against all that is holy. I'm talking about the beast that at one time or another, all of us have found ourselves worshiping. I'm talking about the beast that controls how we spend our money, how we dress, where we go, the things we do, what we eat. And that beast is not in Revelation chapter 13. That beast is self. And that beast must be defeated if we are to withstand either of these biblical beasts. You see, according to Jeremiah 17 and verse nine, the heart is deceitful above 
all things and desperately wicked. That means our heart is more deceitful than Babylon. Our heart is more deceitful than papal or pagan Rome. Our heart is more deceitful than the Pope. Our heart is more deceitful than all the beasts in Revelation combined. Therefore, the greatest threat of deception doesn't come from without, y'all. It comes from within. The greatest threat of deception is not what's going on out in the world. It's what's going on inside of you before anything can come from the outside of you to deceive you. You, you, come on, Holy Ghost. You've already self-deceived, which has made you susceptible for deception coming from outside of you. And many of us are so busy looking at the White House. We're so busy looking at the Pope. We're so busy looking at the Vatican. We're so busy looking everywhere else that we aren't looking to where God has pointed us. And that is inside our own heart, which is desperately wicked and deceitful. Above all things, you see, you see, you see, demonic deceptions from without are dependent upon our first being self-deceived from deep, deep down within. But but I don't want to make you think I'm not aware of what's going on around us in the world today. The text tells us something else. It tells us that the religious right will ration out a redacted version of Revelation to reach those who aren't being watched for one more time. The religious right will ration out a redacted version of Revelation to reach those who aren't being watchful. It's right there in the text. Matthew 24, 24 says, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets. And, and here it is. Since Americans are so desperately looking for something that is already here, please believe those with agendas will use that naivete to their advantage. The religious right believes so blindly that Agent Orange is the ideological reincarnation of Ronald Reagan. They are relegating his base behavior to being symptomatic of his being a babe in Christ. Did you hear what I just said? The religious right is making excuses for President Trump, because they believe these are the things that babes in Christ do. They play up this nonsensical narrative, citing similarities such as Trump and Reagan being the only divorced presidents, how they weren't part of the D.C. establishment, how neither had previously held a federal office, how Trump, like Reagan, likes guns, and even how prior to being nominated, neither was favored by most GOP insiders or many top business leaders. Can I continue? One wanted to make America great. The other wants to make America great again. Rolling Stone ran an article why the Christian right worships Donald Trump. That's right. Everybody's in on it and they know what's happening. And so the article was titled, the article was titled, Kyle Crawford, why the Christian right worships Donald Trump. It showed how Trump has been able to create a narrative of an evil deep state casting himself a powerful white man of immense generational wealth as a victim in his own right. The article goes on to say Trump, listen, listen, the article goes on to say Trump not only trapped and to tap into, excuse me, the religious rights, familiar feelings of persecution, but he had the nerve, the unmitigated gall, the audacity to cast himself as its savior, a man of flesh who would fight the holy war on its behalf. Are y'all listening to me? The religious right has already given you another false prophet and his name is Donald Trump. So while we're calling foul about his photo op in front of a church holding an upside down body. Bible, the religious right is rationing out a redacted version of Revelation to reach those who aren't really reading scripture. I need to rest here for a while and, and, and trumpet what my, my sensei just said. Y'all better get out and vote. If you want to march against racism, then march your hips down to the 
polling place and vote him out of office. Because if you don't, I'm standing here to declare because the religious right has already uh, anointed him as the reincarnation of Ronald Reagan, we are going to be shocked and in awe when he gets a second term. And he will get a second term if you don't get off of your behind and stop complaining and do something. Get down to the, listen, I'm tired of this stuff. Here it is right here. We as black Seventh-day Adventists have been more equipped for the last 50 years to preach a message about the coming of a man like this, but we've been afraid just like William Foy was. And so we say it in our little pockets. We say it amongst ourselves, but we don't go out there and do anything about it. And that's why God goes and chooses. Y'all, y'all, you know, y'all making fun of, y'all making fun of, and y'all letting the, uh, the media make fun of the Black Lives Matter movement because it was started by three LGBTQIA women. But listen, 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 our own denominational history shows us that when we won't do what God tells us to do, he'll go to the weakest of the weak. Now, I'm not calling them weak, but what I'm saying is we have missed the opportunity to do what God has called us to do. And so now we're the tail and not the head having to follow behind those who have started this movement when we could have been at the forefront trumpeting the word of God and letting them know that America is found in Bible prophecy and what it is found as is a lamb presentation with a draconian heart. And you know it has a draconian heart because kingdoms speak by their laws. And we see laws that continue to promote mass incarceration and detain people illegally at the border while we float a 150 foot statue in the ocean talking about give us your huddled masses and those who want to breathe free. Well, listen to me, y'all. Mike Brown and George Floyd beg to breathe right here in these, on this soil and were denied that right. But yet here we are arguing about cheese and arguing about drums and arguing about voting. And right now the religious right has propped up a man who is literally standing in front of us looking just like Hitler. Yeah, that, that was in my spirit too. Yeah, yeah. That there was in my spirit too. Right. So let me make this final point. Then get on up out of here, Pastor Grobner. Make this final point, get on up out of here. Because my sensei would fail me. I didn't tell y'all something practical. That's what he'd do. He'd fail me if we didn't say something practical. See, here it is. The antidote to all of what I've just said is an attentiveness to the assertions of scripture and the application of what has been said. Did you hear me? The antidote for all of what I just said is an attentiveness to the assertions of scripture and the application of what has been said. Notice what the Bible says. Behold, I have told you. I don't even need to make this point. I just need to keep reading the Bible because Christ counters all of what is in verse 24 with a simple yet powerful statement. I have told you before. This statement reveals a few things. Hey, 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 hey. One is the importance of studying prophecy. That's why we need QR Revival 2, the prophecy edition, because when Jesus says, I have told you before, what it is highlighting is the importance of studying prophecy, what Christ has told us. This is a powerful proclamation reminiscent of when a parent is no longer playing games. Now, I done told you to clean up that room. Now, I done told you to do your chores. Now, I done told you not to let them street lights get this get me beat you into this house. I didn't told you when Jesus said, I've told you before, it is reminiscent of when a parent has had it up to here and has nothing else to say. So all they say is, I have told you before, and you know what you should be doing. The second thing, the second thing, the second thing, verse 25 tells us is this. 
The elect's ability to escape deception is almost entirely based upon what Jesus has told us is coming in comparison to what he told us before. Inherent in this is a call to study prophecy, watch this, in light of history. The Adventist interpretive lens is historicism, not preterism, not futurism. We understand some things did happen in the past, but it is ever unfolding in the present and still yet in the future. And so when Christ says, I have told you before, inherent is a call to study prophecy in light of history. And this study is for the purpose of confirming Christ's call on our lives and his sovereignty in the universe and for the liberation of those who have not not yet met our sinless and sympathetic savior. Am I preaching yet? He tells us, he tells us, he tells us, he tells us, he tells us before it comes to pass that when it has come to pass, we and they might believe. And finally, and then I'm out of here, y'all. Finally, 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 finally. Finally, y'all, this, 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 I have told you suggests a sensitivity to his voice. And, and I think the best way to illustrate this, Jalisa, the best way, to illustrate this is uh, most of you know I have a one-year-old daughter. I don't know what I was thinking, make, making a baby at this age, but but I have a one-year-old daughter named Phoenix. And, and because I love her and there's nothing that I have that she can't have and take and tear up, I mean, she'll climb on my computer, JD. Uh, she'll take anything I have. And her mom is always saying, don't let her do that. Don't let her do that. But I'm just powerless to the, do y'all hear me? Is anybody, is any daddy's girls listening to the preacher? I'm powerless. When she want to crawl on my computer and stomp on it, I just stand back and applaud how great she looks stomping on it. I, when she sees my books and she wants to get my books. I just let her have my books. And her mother always said, don't let, as a matter of fact, I have gone so far, JD. I have gone so far as to teach her how to open my computer. Now, what do I teach a one-year-old child how to open a computer for? Now, that's not the only thing I've taught her how to open. I've also taught her how to open my brand new AirPod Pros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good God, I'm I've taught her how to open my brand new AirPod Pros. Now, not only not only does she know how to open them, listen, when she gets them, the first thing she says is open. Up and up and up and up and that's what she does. She gets she gets my AirPods and she starts screaming up and up and up and and, and now I'm attentive to her. I'm I'm attentive enough to her that when she says up and up and I, I start looking at her and I start wondering where she's going with my AirPods. You hear me, y'all? I start wondering because I'm attentive not only to her voice, I'm attentive to her voice. And so when she gets my AirPods, whether she says up and or not, I make sure that I pay attention to her voice. Oh, here we go, Holy Ghost. I make sure I pay attention to her voice. Now, 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 there was an occasion when I was talking to my friend and colleague, Pastor Michael Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I were on the phone and we were just chopping it up. We were chopping it up. And I looked around and I was watching my little girl. And, and, and sooner or later, she had in my hands, oh God, she had in her hands my Apple AirPods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krogh, she had them in her hands. Austin, she had them in her hands. Corey, 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 you know, because you, you probably do the same thing with little Corey. Amen. Come on, somebody. All of the daddy girl, go ahead and stand up. She had my AirPods in her hand. And so, I, I was paying attention to her for, for a little while, Corey. I was paying attention, Kyle, for a little while. I was watching her. I was watching her. I was watching her for a little while. But but the conversation, got, got, I got engrossed in the conversation. And as I got engrossed in the conversation, I no longer was paying attention to my daughter. I wasn't paying attention to her. And mind you, she had the AirPods. But guess what? Guess what happened? All of a sudden, Michael Kelly's voice just disappeared. Yeah. 
It just disappeared. Now, now it didn't stop. Hey, Holy Ghost, come on up in here. It, it didn't stop. It just got a little bit more faint. It just got a little bit more silent. It got a little softer. And I, I started looking around and I lost sight of my little girl who had my AirPods. And she didn't say open this time. She had just disappeared somewhere, Rashad. She had just gone somewhere. And I didn't know where she had gone. All I knew is that my AirPods were gone. She was gone. And I can now only hear faintly Pastor Kelly in my ear. And I thought I was hearing him through my phone. But in reality, I was hearing her, uh, hearing him coming out of her mouth because what had happened is she had opened up the AirPods and she had put one of them in her mouth. And now, even though the voice was faint, I heard the word coming out of her mouth and I was no longer worried about her position. I was no longer worried about where the person on the phone was. I knew that I could still hear the voice, even though it was faint. And because I could hear the voice, I wasn't worried about nothing else. And is there anybody under the sound of this bald head preacher's voice that knows as long as you can hear the voice, you don't got to worry about what the Pope is doing. You don't got to worry about what Trump is doing. You don't got to worry about what's going on in Rome. You don't got to worry about what's going on in D.C. as long as you can hear his voice. And you know what he told you. And you know what he told you before. Can you hear his voice? Can you hear him turn your eyes on Jesus and look full in his wonderful face? And the things of this world will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. All you need to do is know what he's told you than that he's told you before. And no matter what the religious right is doing, no matter what the beast is doing, you have the voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I got to say. Got nothing else. Continue on. The QR prophecy challenge. But be attentive to what the Lord is trying to say to you through these various preachers. In Jesus' name. I'm going to pray for somebody, Father. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we come to you in Jesus' name. We confess that we are sinners in need of salvation. We invite you into our hearts, into our minds, and into our lives. Save us. Shape us for your purposes. And we thank you for by faith we accept the gift of salvation in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Ghost. And everybody in the virtual house said amen for the Father. Ah, said amen for the Son. And said amen for the Holy Ghost. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Wow. Wow. What a word. What a word. It's Laurent's fault. First of all, it's the sensei's fault for teaching me. It's Laurent's fault for confirming it. And it's your fault for inviting me. If anything happened here tonight, it was first and foremost because of God. And then you three. Now, let me say, let me say this. Uh, just, just, just one thing. You know, I felt very excluded with this close illustration about a child and a daughter. So next time you preach the sermon, can you, can you please be inclusive and uh, and help us that don't have any children so that we can identify with your children. Here's how you identify. What thou doest, do quickly. <laughs> Listen, keys, 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 keys. Pastor Marquise Johns, um, the spirit of God was so heavy on you. As you preach this message, I need you to know that this is a prophecy series and we've we've come, all of us viewers, we've come, worshipers, digital disciples, 
we've come to to learn. We've come to to see what God wants us to do. We want to go higher. And and tonight you were faithful. You were faithful because I believe that if I don't care where you're located, if you're in Jamaica, in if you're in the UK, if you're in Florida, if you're in California, no matter where you are, if you heard that word, I am certain and sure that God used through his the agency of his spirit, he used this man of God tonight to wake us up to a reality that we must embrace. If I listen, listen to me, listen to me. Uh, I know you're sensei. We're going to give you the opportunity to speak into his life. But as your brother, let me tell you, man, that I felt so convicted as your, your message was, was coming forth um, to, to just rise up, rise up. Th this is, this is our opportunity to engage and to take what God has given us and to not sit on it and become so satisfied and fat. We have so much knowledge, man, that we have not shared with others, that we have not implemented. And tonight you challenged me. You challenged me and, I, and I'm on fire. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. It, it's contagious. I received it. A sensei, Pastor Grosvenor, if you don't mind, speak, speak now. And then we're going to pray over this man of God and pray for those who have tuned in and received this word. I yield to Dr. I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of tongue tied right now. I'm still floating. Um, the message that was delivered tonight was an amazing message. Absolutely true. It was expository. You took the text and you broke it down. It was what I call delicious and nutritious. And nutritious. It yeah. was an awesome word. You're doing what you have to do. You have no choice. God made you to be what you are, who you are, doing what you're doing. And evangelism is, is in you, is in you. The word that you deliver is not only true, but it's also convicting. It's convicting. And I want you to stay who you are. The tool that you have is a unique tool. It's a unique tool. You don't have to be anybody else. And anybody who tries to imitate you is going to look silly. But you do what God put in you, be you. When you step behind the sacred desk, when you have that kind of weaponry to use and that kind of ammunition to shoot, the devil has to mark you. So know that too, that you're a marked man. You're a marked man. But better than that, he can mark you all he wants. God has you in the palm of his hand. You've been high, you've been low, but you've always been with God. You never walked away and God has your back. So I want you to go ahead and accept what he's put into your life. He's not called you to be ordinary in any way. What you did tonight, man, I, you know, I almost feel like I'm on The Voice or one of those shows right now critiquing, but, but it's not a critique. I got to be honest with you. It was a convicting word, a convicting word. And it wasn't an easy subject that you dealt with. You handle it with the kind of skill that means you have to step to the forefront and be consistent with that. Yeah. That kind of message is a message we need to hear right now. You put the United States in context. You put the religious right in context. Yes. You talk about how devil is moving right now while we're waiting on the Antichrist to show up. He's already here doing his thing. By God's grace, we want to be ready, man. Keep, keep bringing it. Keep yes, bringing sir. it. Yes, yeah, keep bringing it. Keep bringing it. Five talents he gave you, keep investing them. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I wouldn't even want to add to what Dr. James Richard Douglas Sr. said. Uh, nothing needs to be added to that. Um, uh, MJ, I just want you to hear what the sensei has said tonight and, and take it to heart. If you don't mind, Pastor Grovner, 
if you do this, the honors, please pray for him. We need to pray for him. We need to pray for him. Before you do, JD, it, it, not I, but Christ. And I do want to say this again. Thank you, JD, for the opportunity having me back. And I, I must tell the, those who are listening, those who are still with us, about a time I walked into Doc Doggett's office and I said, I'm done, man. I'm finished. I can't do it no more. I was at Oakwood University, uh, you know, and he he was able to speak uh, from a place of being very informed about me going high, me going low. And I walked into his office. And I don't know if you remember this, Doc Doggett, but Doc Doggett looked at me and said, if you give up on ministry, you're going to hell. <laughs> I mean, he leaned in and with that, just, I mean, it, it, he said, oh, you want to give up? If you give up, you're going to hell. And so, J.D., I thank you for the invitation. Doc Doggett, I thank you for all the way back then, sowing that into my life and to my brother, Laurent, who I literally called last night. And I was like, dude, I'm wrestling with this word. And he said, look, man, you're Marquise Johns. Be Marquise Johns. And so uh, the spirit confirmed what he said to me through your words, Doc Doggett. And I appreciate each and every one of you, Sensei, uh, my brother JD and my brother uh, Laurent, and those who tuned in, I pray that you were blessed. Not I, but Christ. Gracious God, we thank you for what our eyes have seen and for what our ears have heard. Uh, thank you for Pastor Marquise and his wonderful family. Thank you for his faithfulness. Uh, God, we ask that you continue to cover him, bless him as he goes about your work and your business in California. We thank you for all the lives that he's touched tonight, all the lives that he's touched in the past and all the lives that he will touch in the future. But God, before he touches any more lives, we just ask that you would daily touch his life, daily speak into him, uh, daily regenerate him, daily relight the fire that's within him. God, we thank you for his passion. We thank you for his focus. We thank you for his productivity. And Lord, I ask even now that you would cover him, be with his wife, Rhonda. Uh, God, I pray that you would be with his children, God. We just ask that you continue to bless that household. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this quarantine revival that literally has brought people from across the world together, uh, even in this cyber sanctuary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ask even now that you would touch every heart, move from breast to breast, yeah. move from pastor to pastor, move from man to man or from woman to woman until one day we see your face and we make it to the other side and we can declare that we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. God, continue to cover Pastor John's ministry, continue to cover his efforts so that he not be lifted up, but that you be lifted up and that all women, all men will be drawn unto you. We pray these things in the strong and perfect name of Jesus, our Lord, our Redeemer, our Liberator, and our friend. Amen. Amen. Let me go ahead. Let me encourage you guys. Uh-oh. Can you guys hear me? All right. There we go. Let me encourage all of you who have tuned in tonight. Don't be selfish with this word. Listen, if you need to share a word, this is a word that needs to be shared. So go ahead and, and press the share button. Copy that link. 
and then send it through text message if you need to, to your family, to your friends. Let this world know what took place here. And this message needs to go across the oceans and it needs to it needs to be received by people all over the world. I want to say thanks again to Pastor Grovner. Thank you, sir, for coming through and, and worshiping with us, man. You being a co-host takes just the quality of our programming to the next level. Again, Dr. Doggett Sensei, we always appreciate you and we celebrate your wisdom and your tutelage. And Pastor Marquise Johns, boy, you preach tonight. Uh, thank you again. We do have tomorrow night, another night to look forward to. We have my boy, Pastor Austin Humphreys, who's going to come through and bring the word of God. So please be prepared to come and worship with us. But as was mentioned, don't you dare just sit on your laurels. We want you to we want you to go pray, go study your word for yourself. And as you come, don't come for revelation, come for confirmation because you've already been worshiping with God uh, in your devotional time on a regular basis. Um, again, we have after Pastor Austin Humphrey preaches on Thursday night, we have Dr. Bird who's going to come. And then we have Pastor Hudgens who's going to come. And then on Saturday, we have our mystery speaker. And we want you guys to tomorrow, we'll go ahead and release the, the flyer that will have the silhouette of the preacher and the psalmist tomorrow. And you can go ahead and begin casting your vote on who you think our mystery preacher and our mystery psalmist is for this upcoming Saturday night. Again, we do have a few more nights left. This is the final week of our QR2 Prophecy Edition. I pray that you've been blessed. Don't miss these last couple of nights. Spread the word. Come back and let's worship God together. If you want to give, if God has put it on your heart to sow, remember, we're trying to help a young lady who is struggling here in Florida, um, and she needs some, some financial assistance. And if you want to help her, you can do that. Partner with us. And let's go ahead and help her by going over to the Cash App. Use the money sign, the Q Revival. Again, that's the money sign, the Q Revival. And then if you don't have the, the Cash App, you want to use PayPal, do so by sending it to paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. And then we have our website, www www.thequerevival.com, www.thequerevival.com. And we, again, thank you. 100% of what you give will go toward helping those who are struggling in this season. Man, what a night. What a night. What a night. I'm so excited, y'all. Go with God. Thank you again for coming and worshiping with us. We will be praying for you and with you, and we'll see you tomorrow night again. God bless you.